everyone. Welcome to episode 242 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Grizzlies being reintroduced in areas in Washington. That's the topic for today. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, the reason why we're talking about is the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services is out uh, with doing what they call scoping. They're getting public comment on uh, introducing uh, or reintroducing a group of grizzly bears into the northern cascades and that is why we're talking about now uh not a couple of weeks ago a pretty good article uh out on meat eater came out is washington about to get grizzly bears it's a pretty good article it helps you understand the whole process there's also um a study in that uh, article that they link as well and it takes you to a different article northern cascade grizzly Grizzlies could gain more habitat as climate warms. There's some pretty good articles associated with this, and I, I would recommend taking a look at it. Um, this whole process, uh, going, uh, introducing bears into areas is very controversial. Uh, public opinion on both sides is very high right now. Um, there are groups out there really pushing for it. Different parts of the state, different political beliefs, as well as different people affected are pushing one way or another. Uh, obviously, hunters, ranchers, and those people who live in those more rural areas of Washington where these grizzly bears will release definitely have some concerns and are definitely opposed to it. Other parts of the state, uh, maybe not as affected, maybe a little further from the ranching, more of the urban areas are definitely uh, excited for it and there's a bunch of uh, different groups that are vying for it one way or another so uh, part of the process of looking at whether this population uh, needs to be established or should be re-established in this area they go through this whole public comment thing they started this process back in 2015 under the Obama administration. They were definitely pushing for it uh, once his uh, presidency ended and a new administration was brought in, the Trump administration. Um, the climate changed a little and how people viewed it, and they did away with the process, said that they were currently not looking to uh, reestablish grizzly bears in the northern Cascades, but now the Biden administration is once again pushing for it to be reestablished and uh, going through the public comment. Washington, if there was a population of grizzly bears in the northern Cascades, and what a population means is you have multiple uh, breeding females that are pregnant and they're able to have offspring as well as having offspring at the time they are studied, then it, you would have a whole different conversation because then Washington could do as they like. They already have a population in the, oh, what's it called? Oh, I just had it. The Selkirk Mountains. Uh, it's a part of the North East corner of Washington state also connects with Idaho and Canada. They already have a population. So if Northern Cascades had one and you want more interconnectivity, they could take uh, grizzlies from the Selkirks and they could bring them over to the North Ca Northern Cascades, but they don't, which creates problems for them. The problem is their state law says they can't start a new population of grizzlies. They can allow, they can augment populations that are already established, but they can't bring in new populations. 
of grizzlies. Now they can do this with other things, uh, bears or not bears, um, mule deer, elk, bighorn sheep, goats, those type of things they've been approved for, but a controversial one is grizzly bears. And so the state themselves are not allowed due to their own law to reintroduce or start this population in the northern Cascades. So that's where the feds come into play. They're working with the feds. They would be happy to work with the feds uh, in establishing this. And so going through this public comment process, there's uh, multiple different ways that they are looking at it. There's some proposed alternatives or proposed actions. There's, I guess, basically three different actions that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife is uh, seeking public comment. One is the no action alternative. And what that means is they're not going to bring any grizzlies into the northern Cascades, but they're going to allow them to migrate out of the Selkirk Mountains. Now, there have been four documented sightings of grizzly bears, confirmed sightings of grizzly bears in the northern Cascades, and it's assumed that this population is coming from the Selkirk Mountain area. And so under the uh, one proposal is the U.S. Fish and the Wildlife would not do anything to facilitate or uh, expedite the rate of recovery within the northern Cascades. They would just allow it to happen naturally. Another proposed uh, idea is they would capture approximately three to seven grizzly bears each year for roughly five to 10 years. Their whole goal is to establish a population of 25 grizzly bears and once they have reached that 25 grizzly bear, uh, then they would start to change and they would hope to, between the next 60 and 100 years, be up to approximately 200 grizzly bears within that area. And then the third other potential is uh, they may use uh, a variation and ex they may uh, grab more animals or less animals depending on what the public's looking for. Instead of three to seven, they may grab 10 to 15 and expedite that and make it even quicker, or they may go even slower and grab one to three animals and release them in the area uh, for the period of five to 10 years again until they reach that population of 25. So there, there's multiple things that they're looking for in doing this release and they are gathering all the stakeholders for comments. Now they did this back in 2015. They did what's called a environmental impact statement. They got a bunch of stakeholders together and they had comments and they went through this whole this whole process they had six over six thousand comments before and in the previous one when they were doing their eis environmental impact statement the primary stakeholders they invited was uh, u.s fish and wildlife uh, services national park uh, dnr department of natural resource and then the idaho department of fish and game but they then invited a bunch of nonprofit organizations, Defenders of Wildlife, Conservation Northwest, and Western Wildlife Outreach. All of these are pro-grizzly bears. They didn't have uh, listed as their primary stakeholders. They didn't have any hunting 
organizations or any of the ag organizations. And these areas are often, the people that are often going to be affected by these are the ag people as well as the, the hunting. The one way that hunters are going to be affected by this is most of the time it's their dollars that are going to pay for these different things. So I think if you're asking a group of people to pay for it, you definitely ought to bring some of them in to ask their thoughts. The other one is ag. Uh, these guys are going to be constantly in conflict with grizzly bears. And this is where a lot of the sticky situations that are coming in out of Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana are facing is grizzly bear depredation on cattle, sheep, horses. There's multiple uh, ways that ag is being affected. And they just didn't have them listed as nonprofit organizations. Now they did take comments from citizens as well as landowners within Washington state. And this was back in 2015. I'd be curious to see who their primary stakeholders are and see if it's changed at all. It doesn't seem like it. So, my whole take on this is they're already in the state of Washington. Uh, I'm okay. I'm, I currently don't live in areas that have grizzly bears. If I did, I may have a stronger opinion, but I'm kind of neutral on this one. Uh, there are some safety concerns. Uh, we've seen multitude of bear attacks this year in Montana, Wyoming, as well as in Canada. And so there are some safety concerns that people need to be aware of. And then there's some depredation being having my family involved in the ag. Uh, I definitely see the effects that grizzly bears would play on that. Uh, the amount of fines that if you come upon a grizzly that's depredating on your sheep or cattle and you shoot the grizzly bear, there can be a huge amount of fines levied against you for protecting your animals. And so that's one of the challenges that uh, makes this not such an easy decision whether they should or shouldn't be there. So it's a complicated process. Um, I personally... I guess I would feel more at ease with allowing them to naturally move across the state and augment a population instead of reintroduce a population. But it does make me think, though, if we're pushing to reintroduce populations of animals that were extirpated from the area, uh, are why is it always wolves and grizzly bears being put on the table? Why is it not other things, whether it's bighorn sheep or bison? Why are these animals left off and it's uh, we're only focused on wolves and grizzly bears? You guys will have to let me know what you think, but uh, they're going through the, the public process now and we'll see how it plays out. I think there's passion on both sides. All right, that's all I got for today. You guys have a great day. Stay wild.